What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a Why Am I Not Recording? <laughs> Hello? It's a fun game. No kidding. Am I recording? Wait, it's moving now. <laughs> well, the, you know what? This is kind of par for the course for Phoenix Down, so welcome to a new episode of Phoenix Down. Uh, I am Drew, and uh, with me today is Matt. Hello. And uh, yeah, we are recording, so there you go. Just uh, I didn't see I didn't see the the lines moving, so I was like, oh god, mystery solved. Yeah, but uh, they're moving now. So yeah, we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza Three, uh, Yakuza Three Remastered. I might as well say. Um, last we left off, we had finished Chapter Four, moving on to Chapter Five, which is we're starting to get into. Um, the actual story of this game. Uh, because let's be honest, uh, playing orphanage simulator and doing odd, odd jobs around Okinawa was not really part of the story. Yeah, it wasn't. Although I, I did like the early introduction to the characters in Okinawa, like Rikia and Nakahara, you know, got a good sense that, at least they were going to be important. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I mean, you got to set. I get it, and and I shouldn't, I shouldn't crap on it. But I mean, you need to set up. You know, Kiryu's turning a new leaf. You yep. know, he 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 is he's trying to go the straight and narrow. He's trying to take care of these children. I get it. They're trying to set up a good, you know, relationship with these kids, and I. <sighs> It just, it, it was way too long in the tooth for me. Yeah, that, that, that's it. That's it in a nutshell for me. Yeah. I actually not only didn't mind it, I kind of liked it as a nice, you know, nice change of pace and a nice like, th- all right, this this is the starting point. We will get back here at some point. But it was just way too long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're first introduced to, um, at the end of this, uh, our, our main... Tojo clan leaders at this point. Um, so obviously Daigo has been shot and is currently in the hospital. Um, it is touch and go with him. We don't know if he is going to survive at this moment. Uh, but, um, there is a, a Tojo clan meeting that's being held, uh, and it's being, uh, ran by, um, uh, Kashiwagi, which is the, uh, the, the head of the, Kazuma family. Um, we've known him for years. Um, he, he's kind of like a trusted associate of Kiryu. Um, he's the, the, the man with the large scar on his face. And I like that he's still around at this point because initially he was just kind of a behind-the-scenes character. It almost didn't matter. I know he had his position in the Kazuma clan like hierarchy, but he didn't do very much in the first game. No, not really. Uh, he he played a little bit of a bigger role in the first game, Yakuza One. Yeah, uh, yeah. as kind of like a a advisor to Kiryu. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely still around. Um, we'll get, I, we'll get into that. But uh, it almost I mean it it almost sounds dumb to say, but I just like that there's the consistency that there is between games. Like, I like that he's still around. I like that, you know, he, he's actually he's kind of risen in the ranks. And, you know, it it does give a, a sense that I feel like these games are more connected than I kind of thought they would be. Oh, yeah, no. The, this, these, this series definitely has never pulled any punches of we're getting into this and you already know who this person is. Yeah, and I, if... I don't know. I don't know if there's a situation where I wouldn't like that. I mean, I guess if I hadn't played one in 10 years and picked it back up, I wouldn't remember it. But playing them, if not back-to-back, in fairly short order, like, it feels like coming back to a TV show I really liked. Right. And I'm like, oh, I, I might not know exactly what happened in the last game, but I do remember all the characters, most of their relationships. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's just good to see this guy again. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's interesting how connected they are. I'm thinking of, you know, something like God of War games, you know, all, all great, you know, lots of sequels, but this is 
even if the storylines aren't that tight, the universe is very tight, and that that's really cool. Yeah, they've always they've always done a great job with that. You know, it's it's it, there's always characters coming back. There's you know the 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 you got your main guys. Obviously, you got Majima, you got Kiryu. Um, yeah, the, they're always going to be there. But yeah, the, people the, coming back from the dead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> multiple times <laughs> apparently. So um, yeah. Um, so we we get our we get our meeting we get our our Tojo clan meeting um, with all the heads of the families that are currently around, um, and I love the setup that they have here. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kashiwagi's kind of like running the running the uh, the meeting, and they're talking with uh, the the three. At the beginning, you only see three of them. You see, um, oh man, Kanda, who is now Kanda. Yep. Is now over the Nishikiyama family. Um, I I've played this game on almost silent, so I don't know how they pronounce it. Is it mine? Do they can they call mine? him mine? Mine, okay. Yeah, I, I just saw him mine, but yeah. mine, um, mine, who is part of? Is it the mine family, or is it a different uh, family? He's in the Hakuho clan. Hakuho family. Hmm. Um, and, uh, Hamazaki, uh, Hamazaki, uh, um, you can tell Hamazaki is a villain. Now, granted, yep. we, we didn't talk about this. We had introductions with these characters in the last chapter, basically showing how they act. Uh, Kanda was what we thought, um, well, he was having sex with somebody, and he forced his his crew to stand outside the door and listen. Uh, uh, but Hamazaki uh, was threatening a chef, uh, and uh, decided to what we thought leave him a, a big stack of money to make him reconsider. Uh, and as he walked out of the restaurant, the restaurant then blew up because it was actually a bomb. Uh, Hamazaki is obviously a villain. <laughs> Yeah, and he he looks like it. He's not like it, it's interesting the way they set these three up because all three of them kind of clearly look like villains, but definitely Kanda and Hamazaki. Yeah, I mean, over the top and a little bit more reserved, but both clearly bad guys who will mess you up. Yeah, uh, and Mine, I should say, is is kind of like a he's a newcomer to the uh, to the Yakuza. Uh, he was um, originally like a, a weird like stockbroker who made it rich yeah. but also got into insider trading and I guess when he got caught he kind of moved to crime um, so he's kind of like this this new blood uh, Richie Rich kind of guy and seems like aside from Kashiwagi they don't really respect him too much because yeah. he, he didn't come from the, the, the old school Yakuza and so they're having a meeting and talking about what they need to do. Um, they think, okay, well, obviously somebody shot uh, Daigo. And there's got to be somebody in the Tojo clan who did this. And of course, they're not too worried about that. Specifically, Kanda and Hamazaki, both of them are like, you know what? We don't really need to worry about that. We need to know who's going to be the boss of this 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 clan now. And of course, both of them are thinking it's going to be them. Uh, and I guess they realize oh, a war's coming because somebody's going to take over. Of course, Kashiwagi is not having any of that. He's like, no, no, we're, we don't need to worry about who's going to be the successor. If we play it like this and we end up fighting against each other, the Tojo clan will just die. Because easily the Omni Alliance could come in and just, you know, oh, we can take over now because there's so much disarray. And Mine also agreed. He's like, yeah, this, we, we need to, we need to figure out what's going to happen with, you know, Daigo first and probably find out how this happened and also why it happened because one of the one of the things we got in the introduction cutscene with uh Mine was he was on the phone with Daigo and 
um, they were talking about the 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 land deal um, with either the resort or the military base. Now, obviously, Daigo is not going for that. Said no, and they believe that's the reason why he got shot. Yeah. And while this infighting is all going on, uh, Kashiwagi, what's that? This is this is where they they were trying to pitch also. Essentially, Kiryu comes in to to lead us through the mess, or we kill Kiryu. Yeah, so that was that was brought up by Kashiwagi. Kashiwagi was like, "We need to bring in the fourth chairman uh, because he's got a level head. We can have him both try to help figure out what happened here, as well as try to delegate as best as possible." When Kanda- and also, I would think I would think Kashiwagi would know that Kiryu doesn't want to be the successor, necessarily. Right. And Kanda, when he heard this, is not going to have any of it. He's like, no, no, no. Kiryu is a friggin' traitor. And I am, I'll be damned if I'm going to let him come back in here. In fact, the next time I see him, I might even try to kill him. And Hamazaki's like, I could be down for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kanda's he, he he definitely falls into the uh, Nishikiyama uh, family archetype of he betrayed Nishikiyama and you know got him killed. Yeah, we don't. Which is him. funny because I'm I'm definitely like uh, all right if Mine and Kashiwagi are a no to killing him or a yes to bring him in, and then Hamazaki and Kanda are the opposite. I'm like ah, oh, well that kind of sucks to have such a big decision end in a tie. But it doesn't have to end in a tie because, uh, and like I said, I like how this whole meeting was set up because every camera angle showed just these four people. And then Kashiwagi mentions, well, we haven't heard anything from the silent guy sitting over there. And the camera pans and, oh, look, it's it's Majima sitting there. Yeah. And Majima doesn't have anything to say. He, in fact, he kind of gets up and is like, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with this you guys do whatever the hell you want yeah this is not i'm not interested in this conversation at all and he's just like i'm out of here and just walks off (laughs) and that's the kind of nice thing i liked i mean this game the series has never really lacked for style but it's nice when they do this kind of thing to really build up the almost mini reveals or just like like little little moments like this moment was so much better because you didn't know majima was there yeah yeah that was, and they could have easily just done it more simply and just panned around and he just didn't say anything. But I don't know. I, I, I like that little bit of better storytelling or artfulness. I, I don't know exactly what you would even call it, but it, it's yeah, one it, of the things I've liked about, it about was, this, this game in this moment. Most certainly deliberate. Yeah. And it was it was really well done. I was like, ah, that was a good touch. So, uh, yeah, after that, um, we cut to Kiryu. Kiryu is now... Uh, Back at, uh, well, we cut back to him at Stardust, and, um, we, uh, say, well, right, well, we need to go find Kashiwagi. If anybody knows what's going on, he will. So we need to find him. Um, and that's pretty much the next big story beat is going to, uh, the Kazuma family, uh, headquarters. And talking to Kashiwagi, um, which is in the Millennium Tower. Uh, going up to the Millennium Tower, we meet up with Kashiwagi. Kashiwagi tells us, uh, so, um, glad to see you back. Hey, a lot of craps went down. And Kiryu's like, oh, I know. A lot of crap went down in Okinawa, too. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Kashiwagi's like, I've heard who they think it was that shot Daigo. And he's like, uh, yeah, I've got a picture that's from a reliable source. And he shows it to him and he's like, yeah, this is, this is definitely Kazuma. How is that possible? Kazuma's dead. I watched him die. I don't know. But there is some type of traitor working with Kazuma. And they ordered this hit. 
And of course, yeah. it, it's got to have something to do with the land in Okinawa. So Kazuma, you know, reveals to to Kiryu, yeah, Daigo was not going to go for it because he knew that you owned that land. And somebody is trying to circumvent that by killing him. Uh, so who could it be? Well, it could be a number of people. And while we're getting this conversation, a helicopter, <laughs> a helicopter flies by the Millennium Tower and the door slides open a la the Matrix. And a dude with a minigun sticks out and just starts unloading onto the Millennium Tower. Here yeah, he- you, you, you know this is going to go poorly, right? Because didn't the power of the building get cut or the power of the floor get cut before that? That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, they thought it was and a then, power outage. They look out into the city. They're like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with the rest of the city. You're like, oh, there's, there's literally no way this can be good. And so, uh, yeah, Kiryu jumps down, gets out of the way. Uh, the helicopter flies off, and when Kiryu stands up, Kashiwagi is there, gravely wounded. And by gravely, I mean he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he he has been shot up multiple times. He is still slightly alive, and uh, he gives Kiryu the uh, the picture back, and he's like, "There is somebody in the yakuza that is that has." betrayed us someone in the tojo clan even yeah someone in the tojo clan and uh unfortunately kashiwagi passes away and dies and uh yeah we, we look cool that he was around but yeah he last too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like yeah he, they keep bringing him back well not this one yeah he's he's dead um so uh yeah Kiryu leaves the Millennium Tower to, I guess, go and find who the betrayer may be. Um, And as he's leaving the Millennium Tower, he's obviously covered in blood uh, because of Kashiwagi. And um, the police are there trying to hold back uh, uh, all the the rubbernecks, as as we call them. And uh, they see Kiryu covered in blood and they're like, whoa, hey, wait a minute, stop. And uh, we had to get you had to get out of there. We had to escape, so we had to run away from the police officers. Um, I'm going to pause for a second because this is a portion of this game that I detest with every fiber of my being. <laughs> so this part, we're just running away, which is not that bad. In the same vein as this part, we have parts where we have to chase down somebody. So the mechanic is run away in this maze of a city, avoid people, avoid objects, and then occasionally you'll run into a barrier that you have to hit the A button to like jump over in like a cinematic. On top of that, we also have a a a meter that shows how far away you are from either the target or somebody chasing you on top of a meter that shows Kiryu's stamina. And if the stamina goes all the way down, the the entire scene is over and you fail. And you, and you to... lose stamina even just walking and running. Yes. So, so there is, you can just do your normal jog, which is, is, is okay, but, eventually things will catch up to you or things will get away from you. But if you pull down the right trigger, he runs like sprints, which makes the stamina go down even faster. also makes it harder to dodge stuff. Um, also, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I'd most certainly have. There are times where I'm holding down the right trigger and it'll just stop. Like, like I, I, I I'm running sprinting and then, cause it makes a sound that, sound yeah and it, it like i'll be running and it just stops and i'm back to a jog and i'm like what's going why, why am i stopped like go 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 <laughs> yeah is there like a separate run meter 
somewhere hidden. I, I just, I feel like the game is like just glitching out or something. And it's like, nope, you're not running anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, I just lost the guy because of that. I did feel like when I ran into something, I would, I would still be holding the trigger down. I'm like, all right, run as soon as you can run. And he wouldn't. Yeah. After like after recovering, mm-hmm. so I had to like release the trigger, then then push push it down again for him to actually like recognize the ask to yeah. run. Yeah, it's it's like a reset or something. Yeah. So we had to run away from the police. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to have a sidebar because I hate this part of the game. I've, I've had to do it multiple times in both sub stories and in the main story, and I'm just like I really hate because I fail every time. I, I have never successfully done this on one try. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I did one or two of them on my second or third try, and then one or two of them I basically just gave up, and it was like, "Do you want to play this part in easy?" And I said, "Yeah, finally." And then just what let is, me do what it. What does easy do? You just don't get tired as fast. Yeah, and, and and your opponent doesn't run as fast, and every hit knocks off a little more of his stamina bar. Gotcha. So it, it is a lot easier. I wish that it was just a, a little bit easier, so I didn't feel <laughs> so cheap for having taken the easy way out. Sure. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm I'm too old and don't have enough time on my hands to deal with this. I have I haven't bumped it down to easy. Granted, it's so annoying because it's like you know these sections can last upwards to like three minutes sometimes yeah redoing an entire thing is just annoying as shit yeah and also because i don't feel like it's necessarily that i did all that much wrong right like there are some sharp corners and it's basically just like you have to do some of these parts perfectly or else you, you just can't can't catch him also we haven't talked about it a lot but the controls in this game is very early yakuza where like here you will just do a complete 180 if you just barely move the 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 stick and I was like oh gosh this is so bad to control yeah four is going to be the same way dude I hate to tell you this but it is what it is but anyway we get away from the police and we're trying to catch our breath and we run into a familiar face uh good old um um, Date. Date. Yeah, Date shows up, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like you uh, you're in a bit of a bind." So he's like, "Follow me. I'll take you. I'll take you someplace safe. You can lay low for a while." So we follow him, stick close to him, walk right through the cops, and he takes us to a very familiar location. He takes us to Serena. Which is now new Serena. Uh, they re- yeah. reopened the bar. No point trying to go in through the back door anymore. No, no, no. We don't need to. We can just go right through the front. It has a very lopsided welcome mat. Every time I see that, it just... I was like, what? <laughs> Why? Why that? But, uh, yeah, we go there and lie low. We get a nice little cutscene with him. They're kind of catching up. So Date, in the past two years has completely left the police force. He's no longer a detective, and he now works as a investigative reporter for the newspaper. And um, he's been looking into a lot of this stuff, too, uh, including um, the land deal. So uh, there is obviously some money being thrown around about this land deal, and it's coming from the Yakuza. Uh, it seems like there's there's two parties involved uh, who one is going for the military base while the other one is going for the resort. Uh, we don't know which one's which, but uh, uh, we're going to try and figure this out. Kiryu also fills him in on, well, one of these four guys had something to do with Daigo getting shot. So we, we go over kind of a game plan. We look at all the people. Look at he has pictures of all the leaders of the the clan, and uh, basically is like, okay, so who would benefit the most from Daigo and Kashiwagi being taken out of the picture? 
I did think this part was a little strange too because didn't he only have three pictures? Or did he have four? No, he had four. He had because okay. because they mentioned uh, they mentioned uh, Majima. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Mine, Majima, uh, Hamazaki, and Kanda. Yeah, I thought at one point they like didn't mention Majima. Like, well, we just saw him, so why? Why are they not having him be on the suspect list? So what ended up happening was, um, I think, who, who spilled the beans about this? Oh, no, he did. Uh, um, um, we, we find out after we go and find Conda. We, we, we go back to the base of operations. We go back to, to uh, Date, and he tells us a little bit more about Majima. Found out some more information. Um which we'll get to. So the first thing we, we figure out is, okay, Conda is brute force, totally wants the crown for himself. He has the most to win from Daigo and Kashiwaga being killed. Let's go take a look at him. So first on the list is finding the, the patriarch of the Nishiyama family. Uh, on top of this, Kiryu gets a phone call, and it's old uh, Rikiyu. He said, "Hey, I'm in uh, I'm in Tokyo. I caught a flight. Kind of pissed at you for leaving me, <laughs> but I'm here now. Uh, please meet up with me." And we go on this long ass side mission of trying to find him, going to all these different places. Go to the Millennium Tower. He's not there. Go to all these different stores. He's not there. He keeps sending us messages. Why don't you just call him and say, stay where the hell you are? Yeah, almost felt a little bit like a missed opportunity because it. I'm not sure if it was much of a puzzle. It was But also, I feel the same way about when we had to feed the dog earlier. I don't think it matters what you pick much. I don't think it does. I think it's going to be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really is. But... um finally run into him i decided to do the whole spend spend some time with him yeah i did too i took yeah. it as far as i reasonably could yeah i did too i didn't do whatever there was one at the end i didn't do when he was looking for like a topless bar or a yeah it was some kind of like, club or some kind of like hostess club or strip joint i can't oh bikini bar that's what it was bikini bar yeah and that uh, one i didn't do i did everything up to that so so i said yeah let's go find it but Kiryu's like, you know what? I've actually got some things I got to do. Uh, I'll, I'll catch you later. But um, yeah, we go our separate ways with Ricky, and uh, on our way to go and find uh, Kanda. So um, we run into some of his guys. I think. Does Ricky run into some of his guys and we go help him and, and, and beat him up and then, hey, you're some of the Nishiyama guys, right? Yeah, it was almost awkward. Like, he ran into them, but we had to go find them anyway because they were going to tell us where Kondo was. Right. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a random happenstance. But, um, yeah, beat up some of his guys and then they tell us that Kondo really likes to... Oh, because they were, they were accosting a woman... They were trying to kidnap a woman. Yeah, in the park. In the park. Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, they said that Condal really likes to give women massages very loudly. And he likes for us to either watch or listen in. And they're like, oh, okay. And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get a woman to take back to this hotel so that he could give them a massage. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, we go to the hotel, me, uh, Kiryu and Ricky and, uh, the hotel is one of those pay by the hour hotels. The, the clerk there says, well, well you can't go in there. It's only couples only. So <laughs> Ricky, Ricky comes up with the bright idea of like, we are a couple and like grabs onto Kiryu's arm and is like. All lubby dubby with him, and Kiryu's really weirded out by it. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, here you go. Here's a key." And they get into the uh, 
into the elevator at, to where she can't see him anymore, and he's still holding on to his arm. He's like, you can c- cut this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, man, cut to another, a, a gauntlet. Holy crap. This was like a a 15-minute kind of ordeal here. I had to yep. f- fight multiple dudes, then chase after Conda because Conda keeps running into rooms. And I swear to God, I got the exact same animation with just different character models. I'll kick open a door. Two people, a man and a woman are laying in a bed and they both turn and look with these deadpan eyes. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the same characters and the same character models. I'm like, who are these two people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's that kind of hotel, but really, every room, every other room, every floor. Well, Kiryu kicked in the door, so we got to go to a different room. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably, from their perspective, this guy won't leave us alone. Yeah, for real. But, uh, yeah, we eventually catch up to Kanda. Uh, Ricky is separated. He goes He goes to look for him downstairs while we go upstairs. We go up and down, up and down. It's like a Scooby-Doo freaking chase sequence. But uh, we finally catch up to him. We go to the penthouse suite. <laughs> it's got a it's got a jacuzzi in it, with apparently like the 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 murkiest freaking water because Kiryu doesn't see him in the jacuzzi, and he comes up like the freaking predator. <laughs> <laughs> no, it rem- what is it? Apocalypse Now is what it reminds me of. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Because <laughs> you see his bald head and his eyes looking at. Him. And he attacks Kiryu, and we have a boss fight with him in this this hotel room. And man, this is a drawn out fight because we have to. This dude beelines it for every single piece of furniture in this place. Yeah, even even art. Yeah, he's ripping stuff off the walls. He he rips off these giant what looks like gongs off of the walls and tries to hit us with them. But um, I didn't have a problem with this. It was just really drawn out because I, I was able to avoid his massive, like, you know, swings. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just, it took forever. It was like a tank. Yeah. But I feel uh, like a lot of the big fights have been that way for me in this game. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to win. It's just really slow. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, um, we beat him up and... Uh, we uh, try to squeeze some information out of him. Of course, he tells us that uh, uh, he's got nothing to do with the the land deal. He's like, I just want the, I just want to take the the crown. I just want to be the the head of the Tojo clan. And uh, it tells us, you, know, you need to look in on on the other guys. Look in on Hazamaki. He's working with the Chinese. And like, what? Yeah. He's been working with the Chinese this whole time. Okay. Yeah, because they didn't say he only has like 10 guys. Yeah, he only has like 10 guys in his crew. But uh, what he actually does, he he secretly has a bunch of triads in his his uh, his payroll secretly that uh, help him do a lot of his stuff. Um, And also, you might want to look in on your boy Majima. Why is that? Well, he runs a construction company, and I know for a fact he's already signed a deal to uh, construct the the uh, military base. Okay, so we 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 uh, knock his ass out. Ricky shows back up. I'm like, okay, we're getting out of here. So we head back to Date. Date has more, a little bit more information. Seems it's true. Looks like Majima has signed a deal to uh to help build the uh military base so is he in alignment with this well there's only one way to find out but uh so that's going to be next on our list but it's true um amazaki is working with the uh the 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 chinese mafia um apparently that's kind of how he got his start was uh Instead of just going up the ranks in the Yakuza, he gained power through basically working through the the Chinese Mafia. So, they may have a lot of influence as well. Um, 
so we can go and check out with uh with our good old Majima. See what he has to say for himself. And so that's where we head next. Yeah, I haven't been to this section of the map yet, this game. Yeah, I hadn't either. I ha- I hadn't been to uh up there at the top of the map going toward Purgatory. Still has his little base of operations in the and what used to be the hobo town, but now it's a giant construction yard that's full of nothing. Yeah. The business is not booming at the moment. No, no, not really. So yeah. Uh let's uh let's go to Monjima Construction Company. And when we get there it's uh completely empty, but there is one building that just says uh Majima Family Headquarters. <laughs> uh, it's like a little it's almost like a trailer. And uh, Kiryu, uh, he goes in. There's a single desk and a phone. And it says, dial this number. So Kiryu uses, the, it's a rotary phone. So he uses the rotary phone and calls. And when it, whoever picks up on the other end, it's just Majima laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so Kiryu hangs up the phone. He walks outside. Now this building that he was in is completely, it's, there's like, there's at least 400 guys here. Yeah standing around surrounding him and uh Majima comes out and he says well well look who it is so uh I'm glad to see you back he's like why don't we uh why don't we go find a place to talk in private so he takes us to uh to purgatory proper takes us down to uh to the underground area where all the casinos are and and where the uh the floors used to be which haha he's still there we'll get into that at least down there nothing's changed yep uh but he takes Kiryu to the Coliseum and he's like yep it's been a been two years since we brawled in this Coliseum and uh I shut it down about a year ago nobody's nobody's fought in here in a year and it's just completely like abandoned and we go up to where the cage would be, and he tells Kiryu, I've got information if you want it. You're going to have to get it out of me the old-fashioned way. <laughs> and he snaps his fingers, and people just fucking materialize out of nowhere. <laughs> I yeah. just, I can't figure it out. Because they had shown the room before, and it was dead empty, right? Yeah. These people must have been hiding up under the ch- tables. Yeah. Knowing Majima, he would he he would totally get people to do that. Yeah, just a whole bunch of people. All right, I just right. I just can't remember now if the dark shot was lit in such a way that they could have been there and I didn't see them, or if they must have just come from somewhere that was completely not visible. I don't know, but there's at least two hundred people in that room. We would have heard somebody walking around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he also did get four hundred people to surround that house in like one minute, though. Also, so this is pretty, true. pretty good at organizing this, I guess. I guess so. I guess when your boss is insane, you have to do you have to be chop chop with everything. I feel like he'd be really good at that test in the Ninja Turtles movie where you have to take all the bells off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without true. making a sound. I feel like he could do that in like in the dark in one minute, take all the bells off. Yep. You are absolutely right. <laughs> this dude is like Majima feels like the Joker meets Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I mean, you always talked about him being crossed with the Joker, and I didn't get it so much, obviously, after Yakuza Zero. But he definitely does have that like psychotic tinge about him. But the one thing I have to give Majima is that he's loyal. Yeah. If you yeah, have he's got a coat of honor. Yeah, if you have him on your side, you have possibly the best ally you can ever have. But uh so he wants to he wants to fight Kiryu. He brings the cage down, we have ourselves a good old fashioned cage match. And I think this is probably the easiest boss fight I've had in the game. Yeah, me too. This was not very difficult at all. Um, but yeah, um, after beating him, 
he takes us down to the the old uh, surveillance room, and lo and behold, oh look, the florist is still there, reinstated yeah. in his original kingdom. Yeah, he's back, and he's been monitoring stuff and basically reconfirming everything. So it looks like uh, the Hamazaki is working with the uh, the Chinese, um, and he is trying to secure, from what I understand, trying to secure the the resort deal. Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, and uh, it's true that uh, Majima is is also helping with uh, the uh, the building of the military base. So it seems like they're trying to do both, which means yep. it's going to require a lot more land, and that's what they were trying to go for. Um, and um. There, the forest also has some uh, some extra extra footage when it comes to uh, who shot Daigo, and uh, sure enough, he's like, "I've got some reliable sources who show me a picture, and uh, looks like Cosmo's back from the dead." <laughs> Great, but uh, while we're sitting there talking, we get uh, a little uh, a little notice from one of his uh, his lackeys saying that there's something going down in the city he's like what are you talking about cuts to some cameras we got a whole bunch of Chinese guys walking down the streets of Camarocho armed to the teeth and the head of that is uh, an old friend of Kiryu and by old friend I mean somebody he can't stand at all that is uh, Lu Ka Long. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of the characters here. Well, maybe they're not like the epitome of gray characters, but I feel like a lot of the mainline characters are a little good, a little bad. But Lau Ka Long is definitely just a, a pure bad guy. Yeah, Lau Lau. I said Lu Lau 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 Ka Long. Um, originally, what twenty years ago, tortured. Kiryu when he was like a tw- teenager or, or a 20 year old yeah um, and then in Yakuza 1 uh, was uh, was helping out with uh, Nishikiyama trying to overthrow the Tojo clan Kiryu beat the crap out of him and sent him packing well he's back didn't finish the job yep and uh we're assuming that this is the guy who's working with Hamazaki. On top of that, Ricky had decided to go back out on the town and uh, has now caught himself up in all this mess of the, 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 was it the flower snake? Snake flower triad. Snake flower triad. There you go. This was another little, like, it, it wasn't as interesting, but I did like the way that they were on the phone. Like, Kiryu calls him kind of immediately, and he's basically about to tell him to, like, lay low or hide out, and, you know, these people are, are, are coming. And then you hear through the phone that Riki is like, well, what's going on over here? And you can just kind of hear things unfolding without actually seeing it. I thought that was a nice little moment as well. Yeah. So now we got to go rescue him. And to be fair, he's becoming a little bit of a damsel in distress at this point. Yeah, it, it, it's. I can't remember this game really, but I think Ricky gets his his heroism. I think. Yeah, I I hope they do a little bit more with him because it's kind of an interesting premise, right? Like he was kind of the big dog in Okinawa, right? They said he, or he at least he said he was like the toughest guy around. Well, he was the captain of the the family there. Yep. He was the one right below the patriarch. Yep. And I don't think that he maybe realized how out of depth he might be in Tokyo. Yeah. And so it, it's an interesting now where he, you know, he was a big fish in a small pond, and now he's he's kind of paying for it, and he's always needing to get bailed out here in Tokyo. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he does some confidence some skills whatever it is some heroism yeah 
Let's see him come full circle. Return to Okinawa, a stronger man. There you go. So, yeah. Um, so we go through the entire streets of Kamarocho looking for him. And uh, have to beat up a ton of guys. But um, uh, we finally find a, a, a captain who tells us where they're keeping him. He's on a rooftop. Make our way up to the top of this building. And, uh, well, O'Long is there. And uh, Kiryu's like, so you're working with uh, Hamazaki, huh? He's got nothing to do with this land crap. Let him go. Huh. And he's like, yep. no, you don't get it. I don't give two craps about the land or the Yakuza. I joined up just so I could get close to you. Revenge. Yep. I want to freaking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kiryu has a, a boss fight with uh, with Long here. This fight sucked. Yep. I I thought I was going to lose this because the f- in maybe the opposite of what I expected. I felt like the first form here was the hardest. Yeah, it was. And at this point, I'm like, he's got at least two more life bars, and I can barely hit him. So I actually, I had a big change, because I'd probably been playing this fight for 15 minutes or so. I'm like, I've gone through three or four, like, health potions, food packs. I think I've only hit him, like, twice. Like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hit him. He just blocked everything. And, like, his combo hits would be, like, six or seven big hits on me. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "What? I, I need to change something. What can I even do? And I realized I just went to the, the pause menu and, and started leveling up some of my abilities, like mid-fight. Yeah. And I did get a really simple one that helped a lot with this fight, which was just the ability to come out of a sidestep with a triangle attack. Yeah. And so I feel like everything having to do with this fight and, you know, a lot of the fights in this game, it, you know, it's really just timing. It's just trying to find a way to interrupt their blocking or bypass their blocking. There is a perfect and simple way to bypass their blocking. And it worked with this fight. If somebody's blocking too much for you, hit the circle or the B button. You grab his ass and you throw him. Yep. If you throw him, they usually lay on the ground for a second, walk up to him, hit the B button again. You pick him up and stand him up, usually standing him up facing the opposite of you. Back hits are almost a guaranteed hit. Yeah. Throw him, pick him up, hit him in the back about three or four times. Don't do a finisher. Finishers are usually too slow to come out, and they can recover from that. But if you do that a lot, you can whittle him down. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of that, a little bit of the sidestep quick attack, and a little bit of like just throwing boxes and bricks at him. Yeah. To stun him. So, uh... Yeah, after but we, it was weird that like the second second phase was actually way the easiest. Yeah, yeah. When he he's pulls, got no weapon, when he's got no weapon, then he pulls out the claws. Yep. He was a little faster with the claws, but, but I could I could smell the blood at that point. He was down to his last like less than a life bar, and I always know you're going to get a couple of those heat moment attacks. So I'm yeah. like, all right, the last life bar is the easiest one anyway. Have you unlocked any of those other heat finishers? No, they always show you that you've got the three, and the only one I've got is the headbutt. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, after beating him, we knock him out, or we think we do. And uh, he's still got his henchman holding Ricky hostage. They got a, uh, I don't know what you get, it's not a spear, it's like a cutting. Scimitar? Scimitar, is that what that is? I think so. Um, And, uh, or some kind of pole arm. But, um and uh, they're going to cut his head off. So Kiryu's trying to jump up over this barrier to, to reach him. Long reaches up, grabs Kiryu's foot so he can't he can't cross over. As this is about to happen, they're about to come down on Rikia's neck and uh, two shots ring out. Both the henchmen fall over dead, shot to death. 
and Kiryu looks up to where the shots were fired. It's Kazuma. He takes the aim, shoots Long directly in the head. He ain't coming back. And Kiryu's like, Kazuma! (laughs) (laughs) Is that you? Kazuma turns around and says, So you must be Kiryu. You have beautiful eyes. Just like my brother said. Yeah. And he walks off. And that's the end of the chapter. Mm. And that is where we stop. So. Is this the second time we've done there's a twin running around? Yep. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I'm like, alright, once is bad enough for that kind of an explanation. To have this happen twice, I'm like, alright, it can't be that again. I would prefer some kind of weird, and it's not really this type of game, but I'd prefer that this was like either a clone or, you know, something like Face Off. Like, we've literally made somebody, like, you know, surgically made somebody look like Cosmo. Yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, that's, that, that can happen. You have plastic surgery. Yep. I almost would have preferred that than, oh, it's just his brother, his long-lost brother that Kiryu knew nothing about. Or nobody apparently knew anything about, or they might have suggested that as an option earlier. Yeah, that's true. But it's a little convenient. <laughs> it, it is convenient, but it, dude, this is Yakuza. Yakuza's yeah. gonna—they're gonna get as cheesy as you can get. Yeah. But uh, like after this, I was like, you know what? I think I prefer this story over one and two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree, if only because it feels like there's a couple of good mysteries here. Do they relate? Do they not relate? The land deal? You know, Cosmo coming back? You know, the, the, these are all kind of big things within the world. And uh, it the, the pace of this game, aside from the first few chapters, feels pretty good. I mean, maybe it's just a little bit shorter game, but I feel like there's because of the less bouncing back and forth, like I... Yakuza 0, I thought, was amazingly handled. I feel like every chapter ended on a cliffhanger. Every character switch just made me want to get to the next character and then back to the first one to see what was happening. And it was just that really kind of, like, feed forward. But this feels a bit more direct, maybe a bit more simple and linear, but also I feel like it's moving at pace. Yeah. I mean, this is is quick. I mean, we've got one more recording and we're done with this game. Yep, and they set it up again. I think I've mentioned this, maybe not in a while, but right, like the whole idea of being able to see where you're going, like on a minute-to-minute basis, a chapter-by-chapter basis, and then like the whole story perspective. It again, it's kind of simple that they set it up. They're like, all right, well, we think the traitor's one of these four people, so we're basically going to go knock out these four people. Yeah. So you get a sense that as you close in, like, oh, it's not this guy, it's not that guy, it's not that guy. Like, we're down to the last guy. It's either him or what I expect to be more likely is, oh, crazy twist. It's not any of the four. It's something else. Um, but you know you know you're getting to the end when when we start to tick off those options, right? We're, we're getting closer. We're kind of ratcheting it up. We're like, you know, the, there's probably not a, a crazy twist we're gonna, where we're going to go off and forget about these four. We're, we're probably going to make it through this short list. And you will get some answers or some changes at the end of that. And I, I don't know, it's it's kind of that mid, like, so if it's, let's say it's four chapters, four characters, that's a third of the game, but it's a third that's clearly defined. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I don't know, I, it does a good job for me of, of being able to set up where I know what I'm doing now and I know in an hour what I'm going to be doing. And it just makes it clear, I feel like, I feel like it's all one big mission. Yeah, the, the as much as I love Yakuza 0... Yakuza Zero is a very long game, yeah. And even though they, I think they may have a few more chapters, but I mean, the, this game has twelve chapters, mm-hmm. and but the chapters are, are concise, and they're 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 straightforward with what they want to say. Yep. I'm hoping we don't get any fetch quest chapters anymore. I don't think yep. we will. 
But what I what I disliked the most about one was the, was the randomness of you're going to go do this. Something random's going to happen. Now you need to go do this. Yeah. Something random's going to happen there. Like here, we've already decided we're going to do these four things. None of that's random. And so like it it just feels more like like less I guess less like I'm being toyed with. Right. Well, it's just not there's no padding. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like this is this to me this is like the perfect length for for a Yakuza game. Yeah, it does feel a little leaner, although to be fair, I haven't done a lot of side quests yet, so I haven't added any padding. I mean, I have done a few. Like, I know I did ten because I got the achievement for, for doing ten sub-stories. Uh, I think I did about three so far. Uh, two of them I've done so far is chase this dude, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what was the... So you mentioned before the recording that there were two things that you did not care for in this game. We already hit on one on which was the chase sequences. What is the other one? Yeah, both of them are kind of similar. Not that I don't care for them per se, but it it was clear that they were trying to focus on them a bit. So one of them being the chase battles and the other one just being the the seamless battles where instead of, you know, going into a dedicated fight of three or four people, you're kind of walking through the city where every, you know, there's people on all sides and Right. I, whether I like that kind of free streaming constant battle thing, I I don't know. I I wouldn't want the whole game to be like that, obviously, but I didn't hate it, I guess, as a little bit of a gauntlet to get somewhere, although it was awkward when I would just ignore the six people behind me and just start beating up on some of the, the gates. Yeah. And like they're all just standing there not attacking me. I'm like, Well, this doesn't feel very realistic. Yeah. Uh, that that that's kind of a staple in the Yakuza series. I mean, we've been doing that since zero. Yeah, and I think they keep going with those those sequences. But yeah, I I, I do I'd rather do that than the chase sequences. Yeah, God, I hate them so much. <laughs> Let me check my emails and see if we have any. I don't think. Oh, what I do? Look at that. Dustin came in in a pinch here. Well, he says he emailed me. Is it in my spam folder? It is not. Mm. A new mystery to solve. He sent me a message saying emailed you. But I sure as hell don't have the email. <laughs> uh, I'll keep refreshing. If you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, did you send it to the right one? I'm sure you probably did. He, you know, he sent it to, to the Drew at mm. ZTGD.com. And I have that forwarding to my Gmail, my personal Gmail account. I don't actually have access to <laughs> the ZTGD account. I only get it through forwarding. And if it's my taking a second to forward, I really wish it would hurry up, though. I don't want to waste any more time. He sent this 24 minutes ago, so he sent it already. You know what? I'm going to try and get a hold of Ken. Ken McGowan, uh, wake your butt up. <laughs> you got access to the ZTGD emails. Send that to him. He's up. He's watching football. I know it. <laughs> He's watching my Falcons get beat. It is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess just generally, I, I am... St- Still enjoying the game, and probably more even than after the first recording. Yeah, uh, I, I've enjoyed the story quite a bit. The mystery, the build-up, the pace. Um, I do kind of like Rikia as a character. The I think the kind of the three Tojo leads aren't super memorable, but they're definitely serviceable and different enough from each other. 
I do kind of still wish we had played the Majima section before the four extra chapters, because I I think that basically chronicles how he started to set up the Majima construction, right? Right, right. And the fact that he's still doing that now, like I didn't realize like that was a setup that we needed because now he's just a construction man. Um, you know, I I kind of imagined that Majima was the kind of guy who would set up this construction company and then just like quit for the, for the next game and he'd be doing something else and quit for the next game and he'd be a, a chef or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him, right? Right. But the fact that he's still a construction worker, I'm like, oh, now I kind of wish I knew that story of how this is this is the thing he's not chosen to do with his life aside from being a Tojo clan boss. So maybe at some point, I really would like to go back and play those chapters. Hmm. Ken said, weird that well, that's just a redirect. There is no inbox for it. Oh, great. Uh, I'll message Dustin. Maybe to start with it next recording. Yeah. Yeah. Intro email and an outro email. <laughs> I'm gonna say, could you resend it to my personal email, like right now? <laughs> <laughs> he may or may not get it. I, I, I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him a couple of minutes, Matt. It, it, so. Uh, Hang on. It's all good. But, um, so, uh, we, I guess we could talk about this. Um, we're still down for the next game being Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. Oh, yes. Okay. There is another game that has been suggested to me, and it's not been suggested. It's been told that we need to do it. <laughs> um, Anthony has said that we both need to play Inscription. Have you heard of this game? Inscription? Mm-hmm. It's on PC only. I think it's on Steam. From what he has told me, we do not need to look up anything about this game. We do not okay. need, we do not need to know anything about it going in. He said that is in fact I I proofed his review of this game today and it's three paragraphs because he's like if I say anything about this game it will ruin the experience. He also gave it a ten out of ten. Fascinating. So I will stop looking. I haven't looked at anything other than from what I understand, it is a card game. Yeah. But there's more to it than that, is what he told me. Yeah, all I see here is psychological horror card game masterpiece. There you go. That's a, that's a bizarre combination of words. I am interested. Okay. So we may we may end up doing that. I don't know how long it takes to actually do it. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a fair bit shorter than Death Stranding. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how long it actually is, but uh, he has not seen this. All right, Dustin, I'm sorry. Um, it has not shown up in my email. Uh, you do now have my personal email address. If you want to resend it to me there, uh, I will read it off at the beginning of the last episode covering Yakuza. And if you want to send one that we read at the end covering your final thoughts on the game, uh, that sounds good to me. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. And we'll be back with the conclusion of Yakuza 3.